Hello, friends. You're listening to Head Table Talk, a podcast all about the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. I'm Allie. And I'm Meredith. Now, join us at the head table. All right. Episode three of Head Table Talk. Good morning. Is this episode three? No, this is episode episode four. four. Oh, lordy. (laughs) That's kind of how today feels. It does. I... It's like... A warmer day, which I don't know if I like. I know. I was really digging the fall weather. I'm hoping that it gets back to it, but I was looking at the weather for our wedding, and it looks like it's going to be like a high of 70, which is Oh, that's perfect perfect for a wedding day. Yes. It should be good. The boys won't be sweating too much. The boys. What you drinking today? I am drinking... My usual iced coffee, or iced latte, I don't do iced coffee. One time I overdosed on like cold brew. <laughs> I had literally, I think, two cold brew drinks on my way to a I feel wedding. Like they're stronger than normal coffee. Mm-hmm. It is. It yeah. is? Yeah. So I was driving up to a wedding in Minnesota and I had two cold brews because I had to leave super early. And I met up with Scott and he drove the rest of the way because he was in Rochester and it was in Minneapolis. And I literally curled up into a ball. I like, shake yeah, if I have too much. Like I felt like I was going to like throw up and it's still, we still joke about it to this day. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking an iced chai. Where'd you get this from? Mars Cafe. I've never been there. It's really good. Like I said, there's only a couple places and the one that I like their espresso. Mars is one of them, Horizon, and then light bright is it close to here they have a couple they have one on university by drake they have one in the east village and then i think they opened up one in like the capitol square downtown yeah so so for those for the listeners who don't know we are a des moines iowa based podcast i live in windsor heights which is kind of like an older area with big trees that fall on your houses (laughs) when derechos come through yes um and Mare lives in the Ingersoll area, and it's... North of Grand. Yes. Nog for life. That's so what they call it. Really? Nog. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Oh, no. I have a little bit of a gift for you. What? I didn't wrap it, so I want you to close your eyes. Okay. And then I'll tell you when to open them. I'm not a big fan of surprises. It's just something little. Okay, it's just... I don't normally get surprised very easily. Okay, I it's normally buy your coffee so you can open your figure eyes. Figure it out. <gasps> Amazing. I saw on your Instagram story last week. Okay, so you can't see this, um, but we have, I'm holding in my hand some pet glasses, a case for pet glasses, which I had a pair but I believe they're for dogs. Oh, really? These are really small. So I'm thinking I can give you my dog pair. Perfect. Oh, there's two of them. Yes, of course. One for Penny and Arlo. Oh, my goodness. I'll have to take a picture and put these on yes. Instagram. These yes. are incredible. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> I was a little tipsy, and I was like, I'm going to order <laughs> He never. I did not expect this oh when I goodness. opened my eyes. What a great surprise. I'll have to try to take pictures with them on the cast. Yes, I tried putting them on Marvin, but, but he kept like that. I'll give you my... Uh, dog pair because they're way bigger than this and it wasn't really fitting Arlo too big. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. How's life? How was your wedding? Good. We did a really cute wedding on a family farm in Minnesota last weekend and it was just a really quick day because they're going to do a reception next year. 
So it was really sweet. Like they did their um, first dance like right after the ceremony. And I love that. Yeah, it was really cute. You had the weekend off though, right? Yeah, I did. And I drink sour beers Ooh, yum. starting at like noon on Saturday. Hell and yeah. I lived it up, but actually didn't get too crazy. Like <laughs> drink six in yeah. the span of like eight hours. So it <laughs> never even got tipsy, but it was just nice to be relaxed. And yeah. we hung out with a few friends who just had a baby that we haven't Aww. been able to see a ton. So it was really nice um, to relax before this weekend where I have a doubleheader wedding. Oh my goodness. Um, one in Clear Lake and then one here in Des Moines. But it should be really, really good. Do you have weddings this weekend? Yes. I have a senior session in Rochester or an engagement session. I don't know. I have to look at my calendar yeah, to figure know, out my right? life. Um, yeah, so I'll be in Rochester Friday and Saturday. Do you stay overnight in the hotel? In a hotel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The microtel. So nice. <laughs> um, Super bougie. Oh, yes. Um, so viral news, nothing too crazy going on right now in the news, but I did want to talk to you about a trend that kind of popped up, I would say, like to 2015 yep. is when I first started seeing it, and it's called Trashing the Dress. Have you seen this? Yes. What do you think of it? I think if you do it like well enough i think it's cool i don't know if i like it like if it's like a divorcee person doing it oh yeah i've seen that before where they're like but if it's like a couple and they do something together like go paintballing oh yeah that can be fun and i have so when i was looking up this information on it a lot of people who do destination weddings the next day will like go get in the ocean that's fun and i think that would be cool I think it depends on your photographer. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want it to look cheesy. Right. Like, the like I've seen, like, a couple of people who, like, got a divorce, and then, like, she's wearing, like, black, like, leather lingerie, and she lights it on fire. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, like, I think that's a step too far, but I think if you do it right, it can be really fun. Yeah. I don't know. Would you ever do it? No. No? No. You love your dress too much. Yeah, and I don't know, like... My grandma kept her wedding dress like in really good shape. Really? And so now like I think us grandkids are going to take the dress and get it deconstructed and use it for like our bouquets, oh, like the wrap I for the bouquet. That. So maybe someday you can yeah. do that for your... Right. I didn't even think of that. I Would you do it? Yes, but I have... We're different in this... Mayor, I'm a sentimental person, but <laughs> I don't hold on to things a ton. So I am actually going to probably sell yeah. my wedding dress. And I actually have two now. <laughs> so <laughs> sell both of them. So I probably wouldn't do it just because I'm going to sell it. Right. But if I wasn't planning on doing that, I would think about it maybe. The yeah. fabric for my dress probably wouldn't be good, like wet or, yeah. you know, I think it depends on the dress too. Right. I bet mine would be good wet because it's know. very tooly. I know. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I saw when I was looking it up, someone was hesitant on whether or not to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they were so glad that they did because they just sent it to the dry cleaner. And oh, really? it looked perfect. Like they just got an ocean in yeah. it. Or, you know, you could go. Do you think I could convince Josh to, to finally do cliff diving <gasps> with me? Yes, let me take those photos. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. In your dress? Can you imagine? That would be awesome. But I feel like since my dress is so flowy, it would just like envelop me. (laughs) You couldn't even see me. You just see your your legs and your underwear and the dress is up high. I have to wear some cute lingerie. Oh my gosh, yes. I think we should try to convince him. 
Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if we can do it after the wedding. Yeah. So. All right, quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with our wedding. Wedding guest. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. More caffeine, please. We'll Ooh. be back with our guest. Head Table Talk is sponsored by MC Brow and Lash Studio, a Des Moines-based studio. MC Brow and Lash provides services like keratin lash lift, and tint, brow design, lash extensions, and more. And if you're like me and you're low maintenance and want to roll out of bed and look like a normal human, I highly recommend Morgan is incredible. We've both gone to Morgan for her services and we're both obsessed. I've done the lash extensions as well as the keratin lash lift and I've basically sold my soul to eyelash extensions. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes, so if you are interested in getting your brows or lash, just mention Head Table Talk when booking to receive $10 off your first appointment and you can find MC Brow and Lash Studio on Instagram at MC Brow Lash Studio. Today's guest is an award-winning DJ with accolades from The Knot, Best of Weddings 2020, and Wedding Wire Couples Award winner of 2020 as well. His clients span all the way from ESPN College Game Day, the Colorado Rockies, Oakley, all the way to little old me and my fiance, Joe. He takes pride in playing music that will bring every and any crowd to the dance floor on top of being one of the best DJs, and I'm not just biased because he's DJing our wedding. He is a girl dad to two little ladies and is currently trying to navigate virtual schooling for them, which I can't imagine. He is talented, creative, and way cooler than I will ever be. Please welcome to the podcast, Marty Botts, a.k.a. DJ Marty McFly. Thank you so much for having me yeah. and saying all those kind things. Well, of course. <laughs> I, really I know, she's really it. good at hyping people up with well, her yeah. introductions. I feel like we got to awesome. welcome them, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, talk you up. Well, thank you. So welcome. Yeah. Thanks so, for coming. I'm really curious, why did you land on the name Marty McFly? Well, you know, my name is Martin, but yeah. uh, first my mom wanted to call me Marty. My dad said, no, no, let's go with Martin. <laughs> so uh, there's always that background. And then... Um, just over the years, um, friends of mine just always called me Marty. Uh, grandma and family called me Marty as well. So, um, of course, when your name's Marty, um, kind of comes along right. with Marty McFly, right? right. When, yeah. With the huge movie hit and, and all that. So that's kind of how that developed. Uh, when I started DJing, then you know it, it made just, sense. It was smooth. Yeah. I Slide into the skin. When right. we met for the first time, I said I asked him if people call him Marty the Party, and he said all the time. Yeah. yeah. I get that one too. Yeah. Marty the party. It, it's so, memorable, so I think it's a great name for sticks. it. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. stick yeah, it with does you. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, yourself, kind of what your company looks like, what you do, and how you got started into the wedding industry. Sure. So I started DJing about 10 years ago, um, did some nightclubs, had a few opportunities to do that. As a, I started as a bar back, actually, and they're like, well, do you want to DJ? It was slow. <laughs> so I was like, I guess. I'll figure this out so in the area or where yeah you know? i was in clive um out at a, a club that was out there oh, it's nice. actually closed now but um doing that and uh so started that um and from there just kind of went on the bar circuit kind of started to do the different yeah. bars around town and uh you know got some experience doing that uh, from there you know i did a few weddings back in those days mm-hmm. but definitely not to um well, didn't have the experience that I now have, uh, and I'm still always growing. But um, 
had a chance to move out to Colorado, work with a company out there called Denver Elite DJs. And they have an awesome training program. It really elevated me to where I'm at now. And so, yeah, that's kind of the background on, on how I started DJing. But I've always had a passion for music also. Right. And, you know, I was always the one that had all those CDs and the big booklet. <laughs> so, you know, that, that was always um, me coming to Burning house your parties. own CDs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Burning them. And, Gotta have and the best that. playlist. Yeah. Right. So... Yeah. I'm guilty of. I was actually burning CDs up until like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I had LimeWire back in the day. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my and goodness. it'd be like, maybe this is a song or maybe this is a virus from my computer. <laughs> but you never know. You know, it's worth the it's risk. It's worth the risk. Yeah. yeah exactly. We need that new song. So. <laughs> exactly. That's sure. fun. So, how many like weddings would you say that you do every year? Um, the most I've done it was probably like about 80. Oh, um, my god. That gosh. was out in Colorado. So, that was a ton. Um, doing it out there, you know, Vail and um, Manitou Springs, like all the areas out there. So we had a big area and, you know, it's a huge destination wedding place. So a ton of weddings going on out there. Um, now I'd say like maybe 40, something like that, 40 something. 50. So many still. That yeah. is insane. Right. So you do weddings and kind of like Ali said, you've worked like with the Rockies and college game day. Right. How did you get involved in all of those different aspects of DJing? Yeah. So working with the Rockies uh, was another extension of working with uh, elite DJs in Denver. Uh, that was kind of something that they had an in on. And, and so we, uh, a few of us were able to kind of rotate doing that. So that was a good opportunity to DJ there, you know, it's 40,000 capacity um, place, so huge, and uh, yeah, so doing that with the Rockies, um, and game day, I actually got a call uh, to do the Iowa State game in Ames. Oh, that's so um, cool. Yeah, right. so they had their ESPN game day thing. And, Recently? The uh, yeah, last that was last year. One. Yeah, yep. I think Eric Church came and performed on college game day yeah it was that, a big deal yeah that is huge mm -hmm. that's so cool that's awesome i actually used to work for iowa state athletics i don't know if i told you this but no, i used I to do um the graphics like for all the games and stuff so like on the ribbon board and on like the screens and stuff i would do like Anytime that you saw like something that said like third down or make oh, it yeah. loud. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did that for like basketball and football and stuff. And I always worked in the booth with the audio engineer. And oh my gosh, so much respect for anybody that does audio. It's high pressure, isn't it? It is, yeah. You got to hype up that many people. Mm -hmm. Like that's huge. Especially like because the refs would have to like link their mics in too. And then mm. they would get mad if they weren't loud enough. So... Yeah, sports and audio, something I could never, never do. It's also rewarding, though, you know, to get the energy from, you know, the big crowd like that. And, yeah. You know, just, I mainly did the pregame. Mm -hmm. uh, they had, like, kind of a tailgating uh, activity before the games yeah. for, like, two hours. People get drink specials and play bags and all that fun stuff. So um, as people funnel in and players are warming up on the field, being there and yeah. playing the music for that we and seeing them something. <laughs> we went to something like that for the Bears-Packers game. In We were in at Soldier Field, but there's so many Packers players there and not players, fans there. <laughs> and Joe is a Packers fan and I'm a huge Bears fan. So it was fun because the DJ was playing, but he got so many dirty looks 
because he was wearing his oh, Packers jersey the whole time. Yeah. Sore thumb, right? I know, right? <laughs> Would you say that pumping up a crowd the size of college game day is the same as a wedding, or is it kind of different in what aspects? Sure. Um, in certain ways, it's just different. Uh, and, and every wedding is so unique. Uh, you really want to find out how many people are going to be at this wedding. You know, what are these folks into? And as much as you prep for a wedding, you still really don't know. So being versatile and being able to read the crowd and, you know, see what's making them, you know, get into it is, is really important. Where, you know, if there's 40, you know, however many thousand people at an event, then in a sense, you come in prepared and you kind of just go with that uh, more um, because there's so many people. And, and of course, you're trying to have the broad appeal of the whole thing, but you know, you just you kind of have it more of a game plan that way. Where, like I said, weddings you can kind of yeah go with the flow. How do you read a crowd at a wedding? Well, at a wedding, I would say reading the crowd. Um, you can kind of look at you know, it's just different. It's really seeing who is moving to what, and sometimes you'll get surprised. You'll be like. You know, I think these people really wouldn't be, you know, they look like country and they're into the country, but they really want some hip hop too, or, you know, or whatever it is. So, um, you know, it's really sometimes you have to try different things and and see what goes and and listen to your crowd too. You know, Um, I always suggest um, hearing from the crowd and taking some requests and and doing those things to um, get engagement. Yeah. And when I, so... Like I said, Marty is doing our wedding as well. And when I was looking for a DJ, you know, you see a lot of DJs that just can have a playlist and go from there. Um, But I really wanted someone that could read the crowd. And I also wanted somebody that could mix like you do. And that you probably do that, the mixing way more for bigger crowds like college game day or clubs. Um, But do you do a lot of that mixing at weddings or is that only kind of by request uh, no I typically will try to mix music um, for the reception part uh, it's just gonna be a way to keep the crowd going where you know if you're doing song for song or just um, hard stopping and starting songs uh, then you know it really kills the dance floor so I definitely always want to mix the songs at least a simple mix um, you know, a light backspin or something, something to transition without stopping that music and going again, unless you have an announcement to make or something like that, because you want to keep that crowd pumped up. Was getting into like the announcing part of things, like was that in your nature to do that or was that something that you kind of had to learn? Sure. So we kind of talked a little bit about before Colorado. Right. And that was one of my biggest fears. Even when I first got to Colorado, I was like getting in front of that 300 person crowd or whatever it is and speaking it was really nerve-wracking for me and I really dreaded that part of the night now I actually enjoy it um, you know it's just getting comfortable and kind of knowing the process of what's going on what do I need to convey uh, to the crowd and and how to just you know because people want to work with you you know they want to know what you have to say and and so you know they're there to receive that information so yeah i definitely had a, a lot of growth in that area it was definitely not something i was uh, born with i guess you'd yeah, say and honestly the dj does so much more than play music the whole so night much more. like they i mean essentially keep the schedule going they keep 
I don't know, they inform the guests about what's coming up, what's, you know, so they know where to be. And I feel like that's a huge part of the night. If there's like lagging, the guests will leave or they'll go back to the bar, they'll leave the dance floor and they won't be engaged at all. So I think a lot of people think when they're looking for a DJ that they're just looking for somebody to play music. But I honestly, it's so much more than that. When we were trying to book um, our wedding band, my fiance works in the music industry. He does marketing for, for Woolies and First Fleet concerts. And he just wanted like, you know, a, a band. And I was like, no, like we have to have a wedding band that knows how to keep the night moving, knows when speeches are supposed to happen, you know, not just someone who can get up there and play music. You got to have someone who can help keep the flow of things going. So what would you say is like your favorite part of your job at a wedding day? Like, do you um, like it when people do like, you know, the garter toss or the bouquet toss or first dances? What's your favorite part? Sure. So I would say it's the grand entrance, which used to be, like I said, is the most nerve wracking part when I have to actually go out there. And I think that's a key part of engaging is during that grand entrance. So something we do a little different, I train my guys to do as well, is to come out uh, on the dance floor and get everyone's attention, you know, rather than just hiding behind the DJ booth and, and making your announcement and just, all right, now we're going to have our wedding party. And then just like giving them the short of it. You know, I think that gathering you know getting everyone on the same page what's going on here and then we can really get the uh, crowd going and directed toward the wedding party and the bride and groom so i'd say that's my favorite part now because the energy is probably the highest at that point have you ever seen any couples do like anything that super stands out i know we photographed a wedding a couple years ago where they did like a wwe themed grand (laughs) entrance have you ever seen anything like that there's been uh a lot of requests lately for mashups. Like people want us to do mashups for uh, their grand entrance. So they'll put together like multiple songs into one recording. So um, a lot of those get really unique and that kind of adds to the experience too, where you know it's personalized for them. So. Um, yep, that's what we're doing. So should be you? good. Yeah. yeah, but we're not doing individual um bridesmaid groomsmen announcements just because we have a bigger wedding party so it'll be it'll be interesting i thought about joe and i talked about having a table and when they come in they have to play flip cup against each other that was something that we talked about a long time (laughs) ago have you ever seen anything like that that really that's fun yeah i thought it would be fun but Leapfrog. How about the leapfrog? Leapfrog. Seen that one. Yeah, I know. Some people have some interesting openings. That when I'm a bridesmaid, that gives me so much anxiety <laughs> to come up with something creative. But I'm sure you see all the creative ones. I've seen a dance battle. We did like a mashup, That's and cool. then um, yeah, so they came out and did a dance battle. That was pretty cool um, to see that one. So. Yeah, that's creative for sure yeah 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 and as wedding photographers you know we see Mm -hmm. the whole spectrum of djs you know like you said we see djs that do just hide behind their booth all night sit on their stool and you know they might fist pump to baby bye 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 you know (laughs) that song and then the djs that do like can come out and command an audience really do make a huge difference for the the mood of the night so do you have any like wedding day rituals like do you you know, pump yourself up in any specific way with any kind of music, anything like that? Sure. I'd say my 
biggest ritual I try to always do is get there early. <laughs> so I can have everything to have. ready to go and sit on my butt like a half hour until pre-ceremony starts. Like that's that's the, the zen of yes. wedding day for me. So. so do you do like most of your weddings, would you say you do the ceremony and the reception or do you mainly do the reception? Um, if they don't get married in a church or somewhere off site, even sometimes we do two sites. Um, that's something we can definitely do as well. But, um, typically I would say we do maybe 70, 80% of the time we're going to do ceremony as well. And like, again, unless they're getting married at a church or somewhere else, then they're going to handle the sound there and then come in and we'll come in at cocktail hour at that point. So what time does your day usually start for a wedding day? Um, I would say typically maybe two o'clock to four o'clock, somewhere in that range. And then we're the last ones, yeah, not, you know, right. one of the yeah. last ones to go anyway. So, um, 10 to midnight, I've seen 2 AM, you know, wow. before. An so after it just party. depends. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on the venue at that point and what time they're going to shut it down. Yeah. And what, how the crowd is probably too, if they're staying later to party, I bet you can switch up the music once some of those once grandma older leaves. folks leave. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Allie, you can kind of attest to this. What's your relationships with your clients look like? How many times He's do you... He's horrible. <laughs> Awful. How many times do you meet I with your clients? I thought I was going to good PR here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's been wonderful for us. Um, it's always nice to have a communicative um, vendor. We've worked with vendors throughout the wedding that it's kind of like pulling teeth to even get an email response. And that has not been the case, luckily. With him, and he's also been so flexible with what we want, and our day had to move, obviously, and so that was super easy. Could not recommend. 10 out of 10 so far. I mean, we'll see how you do at the wedding, <laughs> but... Dum, 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 dum. I know, right? Right. Can only go down from a 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's true. Yeah, so what do your relationships with clients look like? How many times would you say, like, you meet with them before a wedding? What does that initial meeting look like? Sure. So we try to make it easy and be extremely responsive with clients. So um, to do that, we have a booking manager mm-hmm. who, uh, her name is Laura. And so when you first put an inquiry in with our website or you call, you're going to touch base with her and she'll right away get you sent up with the initial consultation. That'll typically be with me. Um, and then, so that happens usually within a day or two, uh, or at your convenience, really. Um, so we get that set up. So there's a first contact there. And then between there and the last month of your wedding, I would say it's kind of just up to you. So we have our planning system, mm-hmm. which you know about. Yeah, it's wonderful. So that's a great way for us to communicate with clients and uh, to keep up to date with any changes you want to make. So if you email us, we're going to go ahead and update that timeline um, for you, you can do it on your end as well. You can request songs, sign your contract, all those things through our website. It's super user-friendly too, which is really nice if you have somebody that's not technology savvy. Um, it's so easy to use. It's just like add a song. Nice. Do not play list. Like you can see everything Ooh, you have on a there. do not play oh, yeah. list. Do, right. do you find that there's like common songs that people add to the do not play list? Well, I guess I think we talked about this mm-hmm. before is that like some people are really into the traditional wedding songs. So like your chicken dance, your YMCA. <laughs> Cha-cha slide. Yeah, just like certain things. So that's a question we'll always ask. Like, are you into these or not? It's just a yes or no for people typically on those 
um, traditional or cheesy wedding songs, whatever you want to call it. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, the group dances. Some people are really into, they want to do the cha-cha slide, the Cupid shuffle and those things to get that dance floor kind of going um, with the group participation. And other are you doing are, those, Allie? You know, uh, we anti. had said only if the dance floor is empty or something and he feels like we need something that's going to bring people out otherwise no probably i not. refuse i'm not having them at my wedding i think they're so grinch worthy i mean it, it just is, reminds me of like a high school dance i think it's nice for people that don't normally dance like feel like yeah. they're not good dancers to get them out on the dance floor because it's something easy to follow so if for some reason we needed that which i don't think we will i think it'll be a party um Party with Marty. Yeah, party with Marty. Marty party. See, exactly. But then we'll bring those songs out. But yeah, we definitely have a do not playlist with things like the hokey pokey and the chicken dance and baby shark. Joe. Do people do hokey pokey at weddings anymore? Yes. I've seen it. Really? <laughs> I've seen it recently. Yes. And baby shark? Yes, Joe just went to a wedding recently that they played baby shark and he was like, can we add that to our new playlist? Yeah. I mean, we, some weddings have a lot of kids there. So if you get a kid that goes up and requests that. We did a wedding last year and there was a lot of kids at. And the DJ played Let It Go from Frozen. And mm-hmm. the kids loved it. They were out there like crazy. That's another thing is identifying your, your demographic and, you know, mm-hmm. and all that ahead of time too. I think I even asked you is, yeah. you know, how many kids do you expect to have? And how do we want to deal with that? Like. Do you want to do a block of kids' music, or should we find ways to schmooze them into more, um, you know, for everyone music? Right, and that's what I said. I said, they're kids, they'll have fun no matter what, and they'll dance to any song, mm-hmm. and that's not the same with adults, so I was right. like, let's play to the adults, and the kids will they'll make it work. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, generation, what are they called? Multi-generational songs. So yeah, kind of leaning on those classics that everyone knows. What are some of those classics? You think? I like the um, Justin Timberlake, uh, "Can't Stop the Feeling." Yeah. Uh, because that one was huge um, for kids, you know, a year or two ago, and you know, every adult kind of can get down to that one too. So right. that's one. I mean, there's there's a few of them out there. Um, the pop hits, even the Bruno Marses, and and those things, people really. That's literally what I always say is like we, I don't want to say judge, but like we kind of can tell how good a DJ is at getting people out on the dance floor based off of like the first few songs that they pick. And if they do pick those songs that are like multi-generational, because you know, like my mom who's 63, like freaking loves Bruno Mars and she'll get down to him. I love Bruno Mars. I'll get down to him. Kids do too. But if you start off with just like you know, what's that one song? Just take those old records off I'll the see, shelf. but I love that song. But not everyone does. That's true. So, like, if you can get everyone out on the dance floor to start off with, like that Justin Timberlake and Bruno Mars, then you're golden. That's true. We're starting out with Footloose, I believe. That's a good one. So it's a little bit to the older people, but I feel like it'll still get the kids out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also the other trick of bringing everyone out first with a slow song, since we're just wrapping up with the mm-hmm. parent dances and the first dance, bring everyone else out to join you guys for mm-hmm. a couple's dance. So now we've got everyone on the dance floor. That's one of my tricks of the trade that I found works well. So um, I like to do that. We're doing for ours, um, we're doing our first dance last. So like oh. father, daughter, mother, son, oh. then our first dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end of our first dance song, we're having everyone come out and circle us. 
Oh, that's nice. So then everyone will already be out on the dance floor, and then the band can easily switch over to another song since everyone will already be out there. That's smart. I saw that at a wedding once. I was like, doing that at my wedding. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that work well as well. That's a good idea. So what is, like, your best wedding story? Like, is there a wedding where something happened that just really sticks in your mind? Well, we talked about the uh, dance battle. That was pretty oh, shocking. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Seeing people. Maybe it's just from a personal perspective. Like sometimes you see people like that you don't normally see, I guess. Or maybe people that you do know from your past. I mean, that's kind of surprising, oh, yeah. I guess. Or like news people or you know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> things like that. Um, other things from weddings. Um, some of the dancing from people like you wouldn't even expect. Like you're just... just doing the wedding they're doing dinner and then it like comes to dinner i mean to reception dance and it's like wow this person even little kids like break dancing and and you know so somebody in your family probably can dance their butt off and <laughs> it's we don't even know it where people create the circle it always happens at some yes. point in a wedding and somebody gets out there that can just really dance where if somebody pushes me in the middle of a circle I'm like, hey, I'm like hey, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing the robot. <laughs> like, seriously. Have you ever seen anything like crazy happen during a first dance? Like a bride like trips on her dress and falls. Anything cringeworthy? Oh, I've seen shoes break. Yeah. I have oh, seen that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's pretty. It's kind of surprising how they make wedding dresses that, you know, a lot of brides really trip on dresses like mm-hmm. it's so long and mm-hmm. you know sometimes uh, brides want to switch into um, a dance dress or i think some of them come apart i don't know how yeah, these dresses work yeah so you know there's, there's you can different take things the there. skirt off of it and yeah. it's shorter or thinner mm-hmm. yeah yeah so what are your opinions on games in a reception so like sure. the shoe game um, the find me game, anything like that. Do you like it when couples incorporate those into their evening or do you like to stay away from those? I think that um, there's good times for them and there's times where they're not as um, smooth. So in the past, I've seen people do shoe game during the open dance. and I don't care for that as much because it really stops whatever's going on. Um, I would prefer, and I think it's a great interaction, if you do the shoe game or trivia or something like that towards the second half of dinner. So like let people get their food and then while, especially if you're having a buffet or something like that where, you know, some folks are finished, they got their food 30 minutes ago or whatever. Yeah. And some people are just sitting down with their food. So then if you can do a shoe game or some kind of uh, game like that toward the second half of dinner, then I really like that. Um, you know, for people that are finishing up and for the people already finished, they can enjoy and, and get a few laughs in at, at uh, yeah. the, the game. So, Are there any like signature dances that you always include in a reception like anniversary dance or anything like that? Um, signature dances. I, I think that the slow dances are really personalized um, for the guests. So if I'm doing an anniversary dance, one thing that I do like to do is I like to do an Ed Sheeran or something like that, something newer um, for the first one, because typically it's going to take two songs, maybe three songs, depending on how big the crowd is, um, to get everyone off right. of the dance floor as we um, see who's been married the longest mm-hmm. for the anniversary dance. So uh, with that, uh, on the second and third song, I definitely like to go to um, 
like a Elvis um, or something that. like really that. Cool. Because it, then at that point, the younger folks are probably yeah. off. And maybe these people had this played at their wedding because this song. That's sweet. That's powerful, so romantic. So. I'm such a. I yeah. cry at those anniversary dances. I cry whenever I see like a super old couple out there dancing, even if it's a fun mm. dance. I'm like. I, I always will, try and get pictures of that. I know. I want to be that someday. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Do you know or do you remember like what like the oldest wedding couple you've seen for an anniversary dance? Like Ooh. how many years? That's a good question. I don't want to lie and say I know, <laughs> I really don't. But I do know that one thing I like to do when they we get down to the last three couples or so is uh, you know ask each couple. I'll go out there. How long have you guys been married? Okay, I'll get the number from all of them mm-hmm. and recognize all three of them because I mean they've been married over you know however many yeah, years. Right. Like let's recognize all of that and then uh, also if it's okay with the bride and groom, hey, do you? Are you okay with them saying a word of, or a lot of times the older couples, they don't want to take the microphone and say it, but um, I'll ask them for a one-liner of, you know, what advice do you have? That's always so sweet. And then, you know, I'll just kind of say that and give them a round of applause and then kick it back up. Yeah, that's a sweet moment. And you normally get some either really funny responses, I'm sure, or just really sentimental. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, just listen to your wife. Yeah, I know. Just do what she says. <laughs> She's always right. Yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple questions from listeners to ask you. So they want to know, what do you do if nobody is dancing? It's really, again, going to depend on your crowd um, and how big your crowd is, um, what they have shown to be interested in so far. Um, sometimes, I mean, you get those, some weddings are like, 50 people like really smaller weddings um if you ever get those like sometimes i've seen people get they've you know they're older and they're getting married things like that and and really they're just there they just want cocktail music and some slow songs and things like that so those ones can be challenging for the person that you know i naturally i want to have this crazy rager for everyone (laughs) but but you know you really just have to match your crowd and, and you know they don't want to do that so you know um yeah, just catering to the crowd. But, I mean, we did talk about earlier the group dances. Um, sometimes that's a good icebreaker for some crowds. Um, but it, it really just depends on the crowd. I mean, some people, you know, they do want the classic rock. And, like, other people, um, there's one recently where, you know, I'm playing the, the Bruno and things like that and, and all that. And then the bride's just like, can you play some Cardi B? Like, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> like... I guess, yeah, yeah. I, we can take it there, you know. So it, it really just depends on the crowd. Probably depends on the alcohol situation as well. <laughs> you know, I have seen a little bit like of a difference in that um, for the few dry um, weddings that we get, and and uh, you know they typically are a little slower, you know, maybe end earlier. But those are ones that are typically like in a church or right. something like that. That so. liquid courage will get people out on the dance floor pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and longer yes. amounts of time. And, yeah. yeah. The rest of these questions we kind of already covered a little bit. Like, the, um, do you, you feel obligated to play the cha-cha slide or the Cupid shuffle? You know, we kind of talked about, again, mainly just if it's slower. Right. No one's dancing as much and it's kind of up to the couple. The last one... Um, that they were asking, does it help when brides and groom give you a list of what they want played? Or if it's too much, is that kind of annoying? Or 
You're trying to call me out here. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> calling you kidding. out. Uh, just saying, I mean, I'm one of your brides. So, like, would sure. it be more, is it better for you if I give you a full detailed list? Because, like sure. you said, on your site, it gives you an option for, like, 100 songs. Mm-hmm. And that could essentially be the whole night if you put must play on all of those hundred mm-hmm. songs you know that doesn't give you many creative liberties there sure and i i'm definitely on board with what you're saying um first disclaimer we're here to like make your day be what you want it to be so um if you want us to run a playlist like we can run a playlist for you um i do definitely agree that it's nice to have freedom to be able to do different things that being said um actually uh Last night, uh, we were uh, we're working with a uh, a couple who is um, Bosnian, and you know we're not familiar with mm-hmm. a whole lot of that music. Right. So they gave us a pretty extensive extensive list uh, of helpful. songs, which is helpful in that case. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really again I keep saying this, but it just depends on the the situation. Um, in general, though, for your typical wedding. Uh, we want to know, you know, we're going to ask you tons of questions about what you do, what you don't like, things like that. But it is nice to have the ability to um, read the crowd. And that's really, you know, because even I don't know, you know, if, if I put a list together even before, I've done quite a few weddings here, I couldn't guess what your crowd is necessarily going to want. So right. it's nice to be able to make those judgment calls. For Not- that bosnian wedding then do you then listen to those songs prior to kind of know which song is gonna hype people up which is a slow song like if you had never heard of i mean you can see the beats per minute and kind of mix that way but right so um i'm not personally doing that wedding but uh the dj we both went to the client meeting yesterday and and uh, he was telling us how he's been waking up in the morning listening to her playlist uh, as he that. showers and gets ready for That's the awesome. day. So he is familiar with, you know, the songs. And um, a lot of them are like um, international type of sounds, like yeah. the pit bulls and like high energy. So, you know, they're really good songs. So he can get into it, you know, too. So, um, you know, it's the same thing. Just don't necessarily know all the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot or anything, but what kind of crowd would you say is your favorite? Like more of the country type of dances, more of the hip hop, more of the classic rock. What's your sure. favorite wedding to do for that aspect? My answer to that would be I enjoy having a variety because if I just did country every week, I'd get burned out. But I grew up, uh, my grandparents listened to country music and like I know all those songs, even the new stuff. Um, so, you know, and same with um, if it was... Uh, we've done all kinds of we've done Spanish weddings yeah we've done um, you know of course R&B hip hop type of weddings and then other ones that are like hey we just like top 40 so like putting together the hits from the generations and you know over the past decades um, that's what we're into so I really enjoy not going to the same venue every time and traveling a bit here and there and um you know, just being able to mix it up. So how long specifically have you been doing weddings? When did you kind of transition from, you know, doing the club DJing into weddings? Do you still do club DJing? Uh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I, doesn't, uh, there's a lot of other factors that go into the club. I mean, I'd love to travel a bit more and, and do, you know, some of those things on the road, but, um, 
kind of made my rounds around uh, central Iowa. So I'm um, trying to find new passions to get excited. And a lot of that I can get out of um, content online. So, you know, that's that's fun for me. Yeah. So how many years have you been doing weddings, though? Sure. Uh, so about... Uh, oh, I started 10 years ago. So I would say to the level I'm doing them now, five years. Okay. But uh, before that, you wouldn't want to hire that guy. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't any good. He didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel when I look at my old pictures sometimes. I'm like, I, I mean, thank goodness for the people that did hire me back then. But wow, to see your growth is mm-hmm. probably really great. Right. Yeah. So tell us, where can we find you? Sure. So you can find me on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram. It's uh, DJ Marty McFly dot party. Uh, we also have my website is uh, DJ Marty McFly dot party. So not dot com, but <laughs> dot party. And uh, our company website, which is DSM Dance Party DJs. Uh, our website is DSM Dance Party DJs dot com. We're also on social media as well. So look for us and uh, we'll post it on there and yeah everybody go follow him yeah Yeah. he's gonna it's wonderful and we're gonna do a recap podcast Mm -hmm. of our wedding the week after so i'll have to give him my review but i i assume it's going to be glowing i'm really sad that i can't go to ali's wedding i have a wedding that day that i have to photograph so i'm not gonna be there but I'll see lots of videos. And oh, stuff, yeah. I'm sure. For sure. Yes. Yeah. So, like we said, we kind of do um, a weekly toast at the oh, yeah. end. So, Allie, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first this week? You can go first. Okay. Well, I'm going to toast to Miss Allie Popkin. Why? Because <laughs> she is going through a lot with, you know, the last two week countdown to a wedding. So, you are killing it. You're Thank doing you. great. We are all in your corner here. I appreciate so I'm it. Toasting to Miss Allie Pop. Thank you. I will toast <laughs> to <laughs> Netflix, probably that has been keeping my sanity alive when I'm not able to sleep. My, I feel like my brain is on like wedding mode right now, and this week of work has been crazy. So I feel like my anxiety is a little bit higher, and sleeping has been a little bit interesting. So probably Netflix and caffeine is what I'm going to toast to. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right, Marty, the party. <laughs> what are you toasting I'm going to toast to, to this uh, couple and oh, thank you. Uh, this opportunity to come on, too. This has been great. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, so and nice meeting you as well. Yes, so. thank you so much yes. for coming thank on. Thank you for coming on. Um, looking forward to next week. It will be a party. I know it. I have total faith in you. Our biggest thing with the wedding was the dance and the dance party so it was huge to find a dj that we trust and we appreciate you can you just Thanks. set me up on an ipad in the corner there you <laughs> I know, go. Right? So while i'm driving home from minnesota for I'll my just wedding hold it and dance <laughs> with you yes awesome well cheers to that thank right. you everyone for listening to episode four of head table talk please rate review and subscribe to our podcast five stars only please <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can give us a bad review as long as you leave us five stars. That's what gets the people (laughs) listening. (laughs) All right, well, we will be back next week, and thank you for joining us at the head table. Goodbye, love you.